This is Real Housewives of the Kingdom, a sweet space where you'll hear from the hearts of fellow housewives in the kingdom of God, some just like you and some really different in various walks of life. We will talk about how God is walking with us through the good and the hard. I pray you'll be encouraged and entertained as we laugh and sometimes cry together. Most of all, I hope it reminds you we're in this together and you are not alone. Today, I'm chatting with Kara Spark. She paid off a fair amount of debt, including student loans, before she was 25. This made her want to share what she learned with others since finances can be so overwhelming. She started writing a blog called Choose Frugal and began doing financial coaching. This led her to step out in faith, leaving her very stable job as a nurse and begin pursuing a career in writing, which had always been on her heart. We talk about how sometimes one small step in faith reveals your next step in life and how it's okay if we don't know how it'll all turn out. She gives us some great wisdom on both finances and how she's trusting God in this season. All right. Hey, everybody. I want you to welcome Karis Bark to the podcast. She is a friend from a little while. We went to church together here uh, in our city, and uh, now she's my neighbor, which is <laughs> awesome. And uh, we just love hanging out with her and her husband, Matt. But she is here today to talk about finances and pursuing new dreams. So, uh, Karis, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Alrighty. Um, so, my name is Karis. Um, I moved to LA maybe about like five years ago with my husband. Um, and so we just moved here just for fun, I guess. <laughs> and then at the time I was a nurse and now since then I've kind of transitioned from nursing to blogging, to coaching, to writing. <laughs> so that's kind of where I am at right now. Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of my journey at least. As How long as have you guys been married? We've been married since 2015, so, so almost six, six years. years. Yeah, almost six years. So you guys moved right after, basically right after you've been married for a year when you moved. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exciting. <laughs> awesome like, start to a marriage, I feel like, going to a totally new place. Yeah, totally. So it was, it was a, definitely a fun adventure, but it worked out. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, okay, uh, well, we can dive right in and start talking about finances. So, to, you started your blog. Did you start your blog before you paid off your debt, or did you uh, pay off your debt and then start your blog? So, I paid off my debt first. Okay. So, I started that maybe around 2015 or 2016, so okay. after college. That's when I started my paying down debt journey. Mm -hmm. At the time, I had maybe like $45,000 of debt. Okay. Um, most of it was student loans, but then mm -hmm. there were car loans and then credit card okay. loans and stuff like that. So I started that process, and it took about two years for me to pay down mm -hmm. the debt, which is, I think, pretty That's good. a commitment. <laughs> I feel like in this society, like people have a hard time committing to something that takes that long but the freedom you experience after doing it yeah. pretty incredible totally because i had no knowledge of money before <laughs> that i i was paycheck to paycheck before mm -hmm. i started deciding that i wanted to pay down my debt so it was definitely a journey <laughs> to go from paycheck to paycheck to ooh, i i want to get rid of this mm -hmm. um but i 
I did, and I learned a lot. Better habits <laughs> and money and knowledge and stuff. And because of what I learned, I wanted to share with mm-hmm. other people. That's why I started that blog. That's because awesome. I felt like I had learned a lot about myself and finances. And like, mm-hmm. I think I want to share this with other people. That's <laughs> awesome. Now, was Matt on board with this? Um, I don't know. Did we say her husband's name is Matt? Her husband's name is Matt. I don't know if we said it <laughs> yet already. I can't remember if you said it when you introduced. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, did, was Matt on board for it? totally he well okay I don't know if he's just like really chill but he I was like I'm gonna start paying down debt and he's like alrighty sounds good like he's a pretty hands-off with the finances Mm -hmm. which I think helped yeah maybe it hurt I don't know I was pretty Uh neutral to it so I was glad that he just kind of allowed me to do my own thing and then that was that how was your experience learning from your families when you got married um, obviously said he was hands-off, so maybe that's kind of how his dad did things, or do you think, did I that wonder. come into play in your marriage at I know, all? I know for us, uh, for my family, finances wasn't really something that we kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. I know my parents worried about money, mm-hmm. but I don't think the actual skills were taught to yeah. me, besides me knowing that they worried about money. Yeah. For him, I don't think that they necessarily worried about money. Maybe Mm -hmm. they did in the sense that everyone kind of does. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, actually, what their family was like for that. Because I know when Kevin and I got married, I... And it's weird because my mom did handle the bills, and I don't know why I thought this, but when I got married, I was like, okay, well, the husband does the money. I'm (laughs) going to just not worry about it, and I'm just going to spend money. (laughs) Which, yes, that's a thing. <laughs> which is because we didn't really discuss it. And at the beginning, we had like, you know, separate bank accounts. And we both would just be like, oh, do you have enough money in your account for this bill this month? Do you have, you know, and uh, but we've definitely o- over the years learned a lot. What made you <laughs> but, decide to join bank accounts? Um, well, we honestly, uh, at the time, we were, didn't have a lot of work. It was during the recession. Mm. And um, I was looking for ways that our um cut our monthly costs Mm -hmm. so and then I um, basically also at the same time was when we realized that he hated doing finances (laughs) and I actually enjoyed it (laughs) and I was like I don't mind I don't mind doing the money like plugging in numbers Mm -hmm. and doing that and so but we had literally never just like never discussed it (laughs) you know we did open a bank account when we got married um in both of our names just so we could deposit our checks from our wedding (laughs) but um, you know we had never really discussed it and both of us um come from homes that were not super financially focused we um you know we're just kind of learning for ourselves i think kind of like you guys like okay well let's just (laughs) see what happens it's so awesome that early on in your marriage that you um, were able to kind of like start that those habits yeah no it's been it's been wonderful to be debt free has allowed us to be able to do a lot and not really be stressed about finances mm-hmm. at least in that way mm-hmm. has been really freeing that's awesome yeah, so. and um karis and matt both love to travel like me and my hubby do <laughs> so that is another thing that that has allowed you guys to do which i think i think sometimes travel people feel like it's so unattainable or you know financially speaking mm-hmm. and i feel like We've learned, and you know, that you can actually travel. Even if you don't have a ton of money, you can actually travel. Mm-hmm. And But it's even better when you have, you know, <laughs> like, peace about it. Um, 
So when you started your blog, uh, did had you read blogs at the time? Were you already kind of like familiar with that world or did you have to kind of learn? Um, well, the reason why I started wanted to start it was because I had learned from blogs as mm-hmm. well. Um, and so I That's thought, cool. I want to also share like my little take on mm-hmm. finances. Um, but learning about blogging was like a whole new world. It was way harder than I think a lot of people make it seem. It's very technically confusing. Like there's just a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Um, so that was like, whoa, I'm like kind of learning a new language. So I felt the same way in my blog. People do not even understand how hard this is. How much goes into it. Yes, a lot. And so it took me at that time like three months to make the blog write maybe about 10 posts mm-hmm. and then launch mm-hmm. with 10 posts. Oh, okay. Um, and I was working full-time as a nurse oh, at that time. So that's crazy. It was, it that's was, a lot. yeah, so I, I worked and then I did the blog. It, I mean, it was a side hustle. That is how yeah. it started. And did, so. did you think when you were launching the blog, did you think this could lead to a different career or were you still pretty much, because I mean, going to school, and becoming a nurse is obviously something, I don't know that when you go into that, you think, oh, and I'm gonna stop this in the near future or do something different, pursue something different. Yes, no, I I remember when I, so when I started the blog, I started with the intention of this, I want this to be something. Mm -hmm. I wanna go this route in some way. And I remember having a little bit of, I don't know if it was existential crisis, but I remember thinking how weird it was that I might be leaving nursing. (laughs) Um, because I remember reading some statistic that people have like eight to 10 career changes in their life. That's crazy. I don't know if that's true. Maybe I made that up, but I remember reading some sort of statistics like that. And I, at the time I was a nurse for maybe about a year when I read Mm -hmm. that and I was like, oh, that won't be me. (laughs) I'll be a nurse forever. It's like, ah, no. (laughs) Well, I remember at church we were having food and we were all hanging out. And I remember you were telling me that you were debating on doing more schooling for nursing. (laughs) Yeah. You were, you were saying, well, I'm debating, and, and I was, well, I, you know, okay, I mean, pray about it. What does Matt think about it? And I remember we had, like, a whole discussion about it, and um, and I don't think, had you started your blog at that point? Oh, I don't remember, actually. I don't remember when I had thought about going back to school. I do remember thinking mm-hmm. about it. I remember even going as far as to look up what schools I wanted mm-hmm. and, like, actually get, like, the book thing. I don't remember what it's called, <laughs> GRE or something. Um, to study and then I I think a lot of it was just feeling like I knew that nursing wasn't for me mm-hmm. but not being sure of what what was, was. After. <laughs> yeah like okay if I know this isn't what I want to do but I don't know what it is that I do want to do yeah and so that came about that whole like well I guess I'll just try something I somewhat like writing. I somewhat mm-hmm. like talking about money. I'll just try a blog and see what happens. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so crazy what you said about the 8 to 10 career changes because I've changed careers multiple times. So I was a professional acrobat and then I was a costume designer and now I'm a blogger podcaster. <laughs> and I felt weird about it. Like most people don't do this, right? But it's so interesting that actually maybe they do. Maybe it's a myth. So yeah. if you're yeah. out there and... You feel it's weird that you've changed careers. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think there is some sort of feeling that like, well, I made this decision to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I have to do it. Yeah. Like I've committed. It's like, yeah. Maybe 
Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe not. Need to. <laughs> it's so cool. I love that concept. It's the idea of that is freeing because I think some people feel so trapped in their uh, professions, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you spent money on school and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder, so paying off the student loan, did that help you because the weight of that not being there allowed you to kind of move on yes. to the next? Absolutely. I wouldn't have been able to do a career change if I had uh-huh. debt and if I didn't have savings. Because mm-hmm. I, I, maybe with the way I grew up, I really need stability. Mm-hmm. And the career change, especially away from nursing, is not yeah. stable. No. And so I think not having debt and having savings gave me peace of mind mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I can pursue something else. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay because I don't have to worry about the financial aspect of it in addition to every other thing you have to worry about with a career change. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm so thankful that the debt was able to be paid off <laughs> and That's that awesome. I was able to transition out of nursing. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. That's honestly. so awesome. I love that. When you started coaching people as well, after you started blogging, was that kind of after you gained traction in blogging? Yes. So part of it was with the blogging, it kind of felt a little lonely, a mm-hmm. little isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, I also thought when it comes to finances, a lot of it is like, well, you can give the information out there, mm-hmm. but people need a little more one-on-one mm-hmm. when it comes to money. Every situation is so different, yeah, I feel like. exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's fine if I like write tips and stuff, but unless I'm like talking to someone about mm-hmm. their situation, it doesn't really translate. Yeah. So that was where the idea initially came from. Yeah. And so I did a couple test cases, um, you know, with with some people from church and Uh stuff like that and then just some friends friends um and I liked it I liked it a lot and it was fun to see them go from not being really sure what to do Mm -hmm. to pretty confident with their money and then them being excited to tell me oh I was able to do this and I paid down this credit card and stuff (laughs) it's like Oh. That's so motivating, and, and I feel like God giving you a little like, yep, you're going in the right direction. Right, yeah, so no, it was really fun. Um, I really liked it. I think I think the thing with coaching, what I didn't like about it is the marketing yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, that's hard. I'm, I'm someone who, I don't necessarily like to put myself out there, even though I know what I, I totally have. Yeah. Like, you so know hard. you have value to put, Yeah. but it's really hard to... to tell people I'm valuable so uh call me and let me tell you how to (laughs) do it like ooh, I don't I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know about that and I I think I think that aspect of it was enough for me to feel like maybe God is pushing me in a different direction Mm -hmm. because I think as well like even before the coaching I've always considered freelance writing oh okay but I never dived into it I guess I think it felt a little more unattainable to me even though I felt like there was a prodding to be like maybe yeah so I was like well I'll do coaching first (laughs) yeah well Well, and I know from even writing with my blog it's a little intimidating but you kind of are like in your own little safe space and people can take or leave it but when you step out and say hey here's my I have a talent in writing and look at these things and you've kind of uh, we're doing all three of these things at once still, right? You were doing blogging and coaching and had started freelance writing, right? Yeah, like and all nursing. Like, <laughs> nursing. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, that's full schedule, girl. <laughs> yeah, it was a little stressful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's... So, yeah I, yeah, I was doing it all at the same time. I don't know if it's like a nine, you know, an Enneagram yeah. nine yeah. thing. It was just like, I don't want to commit to one thing. So, I'll just yeah. do it all. Yeah. And see what happens. I totally, that's totally me. I'm in, Karis knows I'm an Enneagram nine as well. Yeah. Feels nice to not jump into one yeah. thing fully. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was definitely doing that. <laughs> now, I know for me, I think it was uh, interesting what you were saying about coaching people and how the different cases, you know, is nice to be personal with people. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking for me, um, you know, years ago, I started listening to Dave Ramsey and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he has a lot of good information. I don't necessarily agree 100% with everything that he does, but he has a lot of really good things. But I always felt like, okay, but he's talking to someone. So for a lot of years, we were independent contractors mm-hmm. solely, which was made our income very different than your average income. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like he was talking to people who who had a regular job, who had regular income. Like there was a little disconnect. So I think it's cool that you saw that uh, opportunity to be able to connect with people and so brave to jump out and do it. Was it so nerve wracking the first time that you had a call with someone you didn't know? (laughs) It was terrifying. I was so nervous. And a big fear was like, what if I can't help them? What if they come up with something that I just don't know? And there were a lot of fears definitely before, even during I was nervous. Um, But it worked out, I think. (laughs) And you didn't have like, you were nervous, obviously, but you were able to help the people that Mm -hmm. called you. Yeah. Yep. I think so. I I think the clients that I have helped tell me that they find it helpful. (laughs) So I have to submit it. That's awesome. So it's so interesting because as Christians, um, and I don't know if everybody listening is going to be Christian. In the Bible, there's like loads about finances. I mean, packed, chuck full from, I feel like from beginning <laughs> to end with wisdom on finances like, or at like- least examples of how people did it wrong and how people did it right. Why do you think it is that Christians struggle so much with finances? I think, I think it comes down to just the fact that we struggle with many different things, you mm-hmm. know, like eating healthy is a struggle for many Christians mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, being a good steward of time is mm-hmm. also something that's, that's a true. struggle. So I think it's, it's the head knowledge of knowing, oh, I should do that. The Bible gives me insight how to do it, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily either want to put in the effort right now mm-hmm. or, and I think the bigger issue is I'm afraid to try. Um, A lot of finances come from feelings. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people's feelings is what stops Mm -hmm. them from putting in the effort. Um, Because a lot of my clients in the start, they tell me they feel really overwhelmed Mm -hmm. or they feel anxious looking at their bank statements. Mm -hmm. And so I think those feelings of anxiety and overwhelm is what stops them from trying in the first place. Almost even failure too. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like for people, like, and just for people who aren't Christians, there's that feeling of like, I know I should do this, uh-huh. but <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> so I, I feel like that's kind of maybe what's yeah. stopping people. Like, well, was there anything that you could give wisdom-wise that, that helped you do that, that helped you take that step over, I know I should do this, I'm not doing it, to I'm doing it? I think... It was just acknowledging that I have those fears, mm-hmm. but 
but then thinking like I don't need to know everything right now like <laughs> finance is a big That's world really like I don't even I don't know everything there is to know about mm-hmm. finances and I think it's more saying like that's okay I don't need to know everything but I should start <laughs> I want to start and try to that's learn nice. enough so that I can get over this feeling of anxiety. that feeling of yeah. fear because I think too a lot of people they're stressed about money and the way that they respond is they spend more mm-hmm. which yeah. is crazy yeah but it, but it does but I would get that a lot of people yes, have that totally problem. And a lot of people, when they want to start with finances, they, they're really gung-ho and they're like, I'm going to create the best Excel budget ever. <laughs> but then that leads to more overwhelm because it's too complicated, mm-hmm. it's too difficult to budget for things that might happen three months down the line. Mm-hmm. Like That's all just really confusing and a lot. And yeah. so when people start with that, then it's like, ooh, this is too complicated. I think too, kind of similar January 1st, everyone's like, go to the gym, I'm gonna get healthy, you know? And then by March, everyone's like, whoa, (laughs) it didn't work out so well. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's how it is with finances too. I think there's a lot of Google searches when it comes to like, how to budget in January. Yeah, yeah. just drops down. I bet, I bet. (laughs) We have this mentality of January 1st being the, okay, it's a new year, it's a new start. Uh, A few years ago, uh, I remember it was like Year's Eve and I was praying, I was like, Lord, I'm so excited, it's a new year. And he told me, every day is a new year with with me, when you're walking with me, every day is new. And I I thought, I've never really thought about it like that before. (laughs) Not to say that I don't, try to implement something new in the new year because mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like a fun practice mm-hmm. but but that kind of changed my perspective like, oh I have to wait till this time to start mm-hmm. this thing I can just start today and start and start small yeah I want to get into your writing could you give some like, tips for people who may be feeling overwhelmed um just a couple things they could do to start Okay, yeah. I think the first thing is that I kind of recommend like allowing that feeling to sit. I think when we <laughs> feel the bad feelings, we're like, ooh, I have to distract myself or yeah. I got to push it down. But allow that feeling to sit there and kind of analyze like what is the cause of that feeling? What is causing the overwhelm and the anxiety? And then acknowledging that it is just a feeling and feelings don't <laughs> represent reality oftentimes. Um, and so I think a lot of the times that needs to be the first step is acknowledge that your feelings exist, but it doesn't have to dictate your actions. Not cover it up or try to fix it. Yeah. And then after that, then actually diving into the financial aspect of it, mm-hmm. I definitely recommend starting small. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't recommend like creating a big budget just because you want to. So I recommend starting even something like opening your bank account mm-hmm. and checking what you spent on that week. Or maybe just writing down when you spend money in like a memo app. Mm-hmm. So I recommend doing something like that just to get into the habit mm-hmm. of actually like knowing where your money is going. Because I think that's like the biggest issue is that people, when they are paycheck to paycheck, it's because they don't know where their money is going. Uh So by writing it down and just starting slow, then you start to form an idea of what your past habits were and your past spending habits. Mm -hmm. And then from there, slowly create a budget. Yeah, and change habits or whatever Mm -hmm. from that knowledge. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) Um, So now you're freelance writing has been your pursuit you said you did feel like you might that you liked writing even before Mm -hmm. this you enjoyed it like in college or have you always liked writing from the time I've always liked writing when I was in 
I don't know, elementary school or middle school, like mm-hmm. I used to write really long fiction novels, like just mm-hmm. for fun. Was, I mean, they weren't good because I was in middle school, but I just really liked it. I liked the creativity of like fiction mm-hmm. writing. Um, now, were you still living in England or were you here? At that point, I was here. Okay. Yeah, I was in America. Karis was born in yes. England. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was in America when that happened. So okay. I really enjoyed that. And then I've always liked fiction books. But I think, I think there's a part of me that felt like, oh, that's just a hobby. Mm. I need to do something conventional. <laughs> and so that's why I did nursing. You think that was kind of from what you saw is what my parents did or yes i mean especially in like, my culture it's like was, a... you know in some sort of science field mm-hmm. and so i always just assumed yeah i mean i'll go and mm-hmm. be a nurse whatever i'll go into science that's just what i do mm-hmm. and i think especially at 17 18 i don't have the forethought to think like what i want to do mm-hmm. in my life so i'm like yeah sure whatever i'll do a nurse like i'll be a nurse so um, i think like the transition to writing has been something i think i've always known that uh-huh. that's what i am good at and enjoy doing god always had it in your heart this little thing this is, like i can do this yeah yeah exactly but i just think i never i never did anything with it. In school, writing papers was the easiest thing. I mean, it was academic papers, so it was boring, but I could churn them out like in an hour. Oh, that's crazy. So it was never hard for me to do it. And I I don't know, I'd always be happy if it was Mm -hmm. a paper because I oh, good, Mm -hmm. I can get this done easily. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely been weird, but when I think back to it, it's like, wait, (laughs) <laughs> I'm always like the journey it's so interesting because I feel like we look for some big like, sign of are we supposed to you know go next or do next or what are, what do you want me to do Lord and but sometimes he needs you to take little small steps you know, towards something and then so that he can bring something else past that you know our experiences then kind of change us a little bit as we're going mm-hmm. and then he needs us to be who we need to be when we do that thing so right and i feel like it's like um a trust thing too mm. like when you can't see the path or you're not exactly sure what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and it's just following those little feelings of like maybe it's this direction <laughs> like oh no it's this <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a trust journey for me. How was it quitting nursing, just making that decision? And did your husband support you? Did your family support you? Or was it tough <laughs> for them to understand? Matt has been really supportive. Yeah. So he's super supportive of me and awesome. whatever it is I want to do. So he's always been supportive. Good job, With my family, yes. <laughs> <laughs> With my family, I think if I had said this in college, they might have given me more grief. Mm-hmm. But I think because I'm a little older now, like I mm-hmm. haven't lived in the same state as my parents for mm-hmm. like a decade. Do you want to say how old you are? Or no? Yes, so I know. am 27. 27. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, just to have an idea of paying off the debt, I think some people maybe think, oh, you know, I'm going to be in my 40s before my student loans are paid off or change a career, mm-hmm. that sort of a thing. You know, your age shouldn't change how you, how you approach what you're doing. Right. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, I think too, especially like, for like, young, younger people, like tr- transition like, from like, high school and, and college, if someone went to college, to like a nine to five or like a career. It's like, oh, I have to do this, right? Right. It's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. And I know for me, so my family was not very academically focused. They were very, 
the most important thing is that you, you know, love Jesus and pursue what he's putting on your path to do. So that was really good for me considering Mm -hmm. I graduated high school at 16 and was working professionally as an acrobat by the time I was 16. So, and I think had I been in a different family, that might not have loved even um, my husband's family, you know, it was very much, no, you go to college, you, you know, do those things. But it's interesting too, because it's like you went to college and so then, and did your career and so then your family was able to go oh okay I mean she's not just messing around yeah (laughs) she's got she's got you know drive and she's doing something yeah I think they're I think they're still worried yeah but less so because I've been independent for yeah as long as I have (laughs) totally do you have any scripture that you feel like drove you in uh, pursuing new dreams or is there anything that God used in scripture to encourage you as you've been on this path new things? Hmm, I think generally the one that I've been thinking about a lot is the one where, you know, do not worry about tomorrow, mm-hmm. like today has enough trouble. <laughs> I think about that like, every single day. Yeah. <laughs> but I, a lot Jesus of... Jesus words. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the times I think I just think about the fact that it seems like he was giving me little pushes and little impressions mm-hmm. to trust him. Because like I said, I really value stability. Mm-hmm. And I felt every time I read the Bible, he was pushing me to trust him more. <laughs> because I had never done a career that wasn't a nine to five. I uh-huh. never had a non-stable career. And I think that was where I was, like, I guess, lacking in my faith was mm-hmm. that trust. You know, the Stepping other... Stepping out. Yes. And you know mm-hmm. that other Bible verse where it's like, if God... You know, if the birds don't reap and so like, yeah. you know, you got to take care of you. And so I think just that whole aspect of like, you need to trust me. It's going to take care of you. And we've had, and I mean, we've had a lot of situations oh, like that. when we were living mm-hmm. paycheck to paycheck, uh, working for ourselves. I mean, we literally had times where, okay, rent is due next week and we haven't had a gig in three weeks. And then I'd get a gig or Kevin would get a gig two days before rent was due and we would pay our rent and it was sort of terrifying and I think I don't know now that I'm a little bit older I'm like oh gosh we needed to learn so much we probably shouldn't have been doing that but we did but it was faith building for us it really was and I remember one time uh, a friend from church was saying to us about this you know it's crazy that you guys don't have a regular job and um, she said the words, we walked outside of church and she said, I don't know how you live by faith like that. Oh. And we were like, did you say that? <laughs> we walked outside of church. And then it was crazy because the net, like we got in the car and we were headed up to my mom's for something. And on the way up, Kevin got a call to work on some commercials in LA for the following week and it was incredible and so we got to this event at my mom's and this friend was there and we were like hey just so you know this happened when we got in the car and she was like oh my gosh that's crazy (laughs) and it's exciting you know and yeah I do think God does call us to be intentional you know, I think living by faith doesn't mean, well, let's just spend all my yeah, money and like, see what happens. God is a God of order. And so I think it was it's good that you went through those processes because even though it was kind of hard learning to step out in faith, you know, God needed your heart in a certain place and and you still saw his hand even in your nursing mm-hmm. because that's still that's still a provision. Yeah. Even a nine to five job. Um, and I think and I think one, that's one thing we learned living in 1099s for so many years um, that, uh, you know, it's even those jobs really like you never know. I mean, you could 
you could lose that job. Yeah. They could close that clinic or that whatever. Even right. if you have a job that's pretty solid, um, I think it's a little bit of a facade that uh, that a job could be your stability. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. No. It's and even like in this journey with writing, like there have been multiple times where I have had a lot of doubts mm-hmm. and I would think like I I think I'm just gonna apply to mm-hmm. a full-time job and just see what happens like mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I'm quitting I just want to apply mm-hmm. and without fail it, this has happened three times every mm-hmm. single time the next day I'll get an email or someone's offering me a writing gig <laughs> without me doing any outreach and it's happened three times like, oh my literally gosh. I apply and then the next day that's like, I get it. unavoidable to yeah. say that that I'm just yeah. going, hey, it's okay. This is this is what I'm trying yeah. to do. And so I think, I mean, I it's funny because that happens and I still am yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's human nature. Yeah. Know? That's my it is. journey. Oh, it is. Yeah. And I think, and I would say, I would guess that even people that you see as successful or that they're really good at something that they do, that they probably have a lot of the same feelings that you and I have felt. Um, Even when pursuing the thing, getting out there, doing that, they probably feel unstable. They probably feel question, oh, is this what God is asking me to do? Um, And especially when you're making kind of big changes, it's also such a crazy thing. (laughs) Now, um, how did you get your first writing gig outside of your blog? Um, Someone emailed me. (laughs) <laughs> from seeing your blog um i took a certification class okay. so i had taken a certification class maybe in 2019 okay yeah end of 2019 beginning of 2020 okay um at the time i took it because i wasn't sure if i wanted to be mm-hmm. a writer but i thought it would help with my blogging anyway mm-hmm. um and then i didn't do anything with it <laughs> but then after that at, literally at the time that I thought I wanted to maybe dive into writing again, mm-hmm. someone from that certification class emailed the people who made it mm-hmm. and asked if I wanted to write a gig for them. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Were you nervous or did it feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to do this? I was excited. I felt it. it Confident. Yes. And I think that was That's the difference good. with coaching. Like with coaching, <laughs> I felt nervous. <laughs> But with writing, it was like, I'm a little nervous, but I also am confident in myself and my abilities. Did you have fun while you were doing it? While you were writing, did it be fun? It did. did I think it felt satisfying. It felt like, no, like this is good work that I'm putting in. (laughs) And then, so then after that, did you uh, pursue, uh, pursue more gigs once you got that one? Or did you just have more people reaching out? People reached out. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, awesome. like, I literally like <laughs> that's the crazy thing about it is and and I think that's the feeling of going and doing this in faith is that mm-hmm. with coaching I did feel like I was putting in so much effort and mm-hmm. not really seeing <laughs> much. I mean yeah. with my clients, sure, but I really was putting myself out there. But with writing so far, I've barely done any marketing myself. Mm-hmm. It's all just been people coming to me. That's and cool. so, and I've just started. Now, and when you write for other people, did people ask you to write about finances or did they ask you to write about different things? It's pretty random. Okay. Um, I'd say right now I'm working on a couple that do relate to finances, um, but a lot of it is about more like marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah. <laughs> so I guess more like B2B, like business to business marketing mm-hmm. stuff. Um, which is fine. I mean, I'm also grateful that I had blogging. I did a lot of research mm-hmm. in marketing when I wanted to market yeah. my own blog that I already know a lot of this wow, stuff. So like if I didn't start the blog, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know all, all I know about marketing <laughs> so cool. in order to write about marketing. That's, you had to walk through that to yeah. like learn those things. Yeah, that's exactly. so cool. <laughs> and that's so interesting. Is it mostly businesses or do, is there, I know that you were a guest on some, were you a guest on someone's like personal blog or something? Have you done that sort of thing? Or is it mostly businesses? It's mostly businesses right okay. now. There are a couple coaches where mm-hmm. I like write like a little guest post for them mm-hmm. um but it's mostly businesses actually which is that's so interesting cool. <laughs> that's so crazy and i think too it's interesting because 2020 is obviously such a weird year but probably like, such a great time for you to be coming into writing because so many businesses were all of a sudden realizing oh my gosh we have to be online <laughs> we have to have an online presence right you know? yeah exactly so i it's it's really it's all just interesting and i'm all just seeing where it goes yeah that's awesome so um as of right now uh karis has a website that she's been using with her financial stuff but uh she has uh karisbarg.com which i'm gonna link in the show notes um and you can uh find her contact her there she's on instagram too and i'll uh tag her uh i'll put her instagram on the show notes as well so if you have any questions um, or about writing, about financial stuff, whatever, you can contact her. Or if you need her to write something for you, yes. you, can, you know, you can come and you can contact her through that. Um, so, okay, is there any other advice or wisdom that you can think of, uh, like in terms of writing or uh, that, I don't know, that we didn't talk about or that you wanted to say? Um. I guess the only thing is that, like, when it comes to what we're supposed to do, like, mm-hmm. what we want to do with our careers, I think there's a lot of pressure to feel like we need to know exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, so I think it, I think my advice would be you don't need to know what the end game is. Like, there is no end. That's <laughs> life. I think it's more just, like, going in faith um, or trusting the process or whatever and just making that first step. And doing that first step is what leads to more insight into what you want to do. So I guess that's probably what I would end that's with. That's awesome. Yeah. The um, I, there's that scripture that says uh, when you step, uh, when you step forward, you'll hear a voice to the left or to the right saying, "Go this way" or "Go that way," and that reminds me of that. But I think that's so important because I feel like stepping, making that first step, and um, I've heard somebody say before. You can't move a ship that's not moving, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think sometimes, I think like you said, people have a concept that they need to know how is it going to turn out? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do next? How is it going to all look? And I think, uh, I don't know, that's just a false um hope in our world that that's how it works you have to be moving for god because if you're moving god can always steer you a little bit like no not quite go this way you know but if you're just sitting still sitting in your house going okay lord if you want me to leave today open the door for me put on my shoes you know (laughs) and that's an extreme thought on that but that it can be the same i think in our Mm -hmm. careers i know when i started 
costume designing, it was crazy because I had, I'd learned to sew from my grandma, but um, basic, I mean, really basic stuff. And a company that I used to do acrobatics for had said, hey, would you make these costumes for this show? Because, you know, I figure you know how to sew a little and you were an aerialist. And I thought, uh, sure. And I said yes. And then I remember it was for, a, it was a Beatles themed uh, corporate show that was going to be in Hawaii. And I was making it for my friends who are twin hand balancers. And, and then I said, yes, yeah, totally. And I was like all confident. And then and then when I was sitting at my sewing machine, and it was my grandma's 1950s Bernina sewing machine, because that's all I had, and I was sewing, and I was crying. I was like, Lord, why did I say yes? I'm so scared. I don't know how to do this. Anyway, but God did meet me there, but I, I feel like I had to kind of step out to see that I could be, that I could do something different, you know, and I feel like he taught me a lot in that. I think it's kind of fun doing different stuff. It's yeah. kind of cool, the just... When you're, I, I feel like when you're open, God can take you on a really cool adventure in your life and bring you places and show you things you never thought possible. I feel like he knows our comfort level and whatever we give him, that's what he works with. And so I feel like when we give him everything and go, okay, trust fall. <laughs> he's like, okay, sweet. Let's do it. Yeah, so I think we're just going to wrap up. And I'm just, I loved, loved our conversation. I think finances be something that it's so hidden. And people like keep it. I don't want anyone to know that I'm like struggling with this, you know, because well, we don't, quite honestly, we don't ever want anyone to know mm-hmm. that we're struggling. So I love how open and honest you were about feeling vulnerable, but then stepping out. And I hope that that like really encourages people to do the same. Um, we both have done that. I've doubt and done things that we're like, <laughs> I don't know how to do this or I don't know what's going to happen next. And so I just want to encourage you if you're listening to uh, just step out that thing that God has called you to do, uh, do it, step out and do it for Karis writing that thing. That's like deep in her heart. And you never know, it could be a few years down the line and you might have to do some other things on the way, but don't, just because you haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. I recently heard, uh, or I watched a special on Laura Ingalls Wilder and it said she was in her 60s when she published her books. Wow. Yeah, it's never too late. Which is incredible. <laughs> well, it's on the prairie, but um, I I didn't know that until I watched that and I thought, oh, that's encouraged me. I'm nearing 40 in a couple of years here and I am. <laughs> but I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So I think, you know, people listening should just be encouraged to pursue whatever it is that is in their heart to pursue. Okay, I am going to close with the rapid fire questions. What is your favorite vacation place or place that you've been to and why? Ooh, Japan. Awesome. All of it? What did you, where did you go in Japan? Uh, We went to Tokyo and Kyoto. Kyoto was fun. Mm -hmm. Just the just the way it was set up. But we did really like Disney Sea as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> jealous. So the only two Disney parks I haven't been to is Shanghai and uh, t- Disney Sea mm-hmm. and uh, Tokyo Disneyland. So I haven't been to the Japan parks or the Shanghai park. That's really fun. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's really fun. My husband went, it was his college graduation gift to go because he had friends working at Tokyo Disney Sea. Uh, me and my or not Tokyo Disney Sea, Tokyo Disneyland. Disney Sea wasn't open yet. He went out there and so he got to see Tokyo Disneyland, but he hasn't seen Disney Sea. It's totally on our list of things to do when we travel again. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, do you have a favorite scripture or life verse and why? Um, 
Oh, I guess that was probably the one. Maybe it's just because it's top of mind, but it's the one. Do not worry different. about anything. <laughs> or, like, do not worry about uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe because it's top of mind, but yeah, I think about that every single yeah. day. <laughs> That's a good reminder, and I feel like you could read it, but if you keep having that in your mind day in, day out, it helps when you're having a little like, hard time. Yeah. I'm so stressed about tomorrow. Totally. And I now think that I'm having gigs, I have deadlines, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh. I almost do. I'm like, wait, no, I just got to concentrate on today. Was that like the first time, well, other than college, that you dealt with deadlines? I dealt a little bit with my work because mm-hmm. um, with the way my work was set up, mm-hmm. you know, there's deadlines. But it's it's different mm-hmm. because with nursing deadlines, I just have to get it done. Versus with the writing deadlines, like, yeah, I have to get it done, but it has to be good. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a creativity to it yeah. versus mm-hmm. just checking off boxes. Yeah. And so that was different. I saw a, a quote that said about tomorrow just empties today of its strength. Oh, that's so like right. I feel like it goes along with that. Um, like, and what is your favorite TV show or movie? Gosh. Um, I'll go with movie. Maybe this is just super basic. I really like Tangled. I love Tangled. <laughs> I feel like it's so underrated. I, I loved it. The I, music in it. God, it's colorful. I just, I love Disney movies. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really like high drama things. Mm-hmm. Like, things that are too dark. And so it's like, he's awesome. I feel like it's just as good, if not better, than some of the old classics that are so popular. And yet, I feel like it just wasn't... Yeah. claimed and yeah. it's so good. I love it. So that song, <laughs> at last I've seen the light cry every time. That was our wedding song. <gasps> we oh have... my god! I love it. I love it. Yeah. And that proposed to you at Disney World, right? Yes, he did. <laughs> See, and we have that in common. See, we're gonna have to have another episode talking about that kind of stuff too, because <laughs> that'll be that would be fun. We're both Disney um, fans. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Do you have any other resources or things that you can share that have helped you um, via budgeting or anything as far as marketing goes or? Um, I think as far as finances, I think it's, it is just like, there's a lot of coaches on Instagram. Like Mm -hmm. I, my Instagram handle is still coaching, but there's a lot of other coaches who are still coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely like, even if you search the hashtag financial coach, Mm-hmm. could totally find someone to help you out personally mm-hmm. with finances. Um, as far as with the writing goes, I think just for that one, it's just stepping out and doing it. <laughs> that one is more just, just got to try and, and do it. So those would probably be the ones that I would recommend, I guess. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. And uh, so we will link uh, com in the show notes, and I'll link your Instagram is, is it still Choose Frugal? Mm-hmm. Or, okay, yep. Choose Frugal. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for the wisdom you shared. I think uh, this will just encourage people to be able to kind of take their finances back into their hands and their dreams. Mm-hmm. So I just loved it. That's so. awesome. Thank you for having Thank me. You. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, all you housewives, that's it for today. I'm truly grateful you joined us. If you know anyone who would be encouraged by this episode, you can easily share it by taking a screenshot and adding it to your stories or feed. You can also text it to a friend. New episodes are uploaded every other Friday. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch them all. You can find and interact with me on Facebook and Instagram at Married Rogers Neighborhood, as well as my website, which I linked in the show notes. If you enjoyed our conversation today, it helps so much if you could take a second to rate and give a five-star review. It really makes a huge difference for me in the podcast. Just remember, we are in this together. 
God loves you and you are not alone. See you next time.